I've really been so deeply touched by the people that have reached out to me. You have to remember when I started in 2013 at the Mass Council, sometimes I would have to answer the helpline calls. So people would be calling me and saying, I'm desperate. I've lost my my house. My spouse just found out I'm likely to be incarcerated for the crimes that I committed to fund my addiction. I feel hopeless. I don't think that it's worth living anymore. I mean, people are calling you at their darkest of hours. And to know that you have the ability to help and to show them that there is another side to this and that all humans struggle and that all humans falter and that we all deserve someone who believes in us. The people I was working with are the researchers, the ones that are looking into player health, the ones that are handling, you know, risk for the NCA, and they would take these conversations and information back yeah. to the board. Right. But I've stayed very close with them, even as I moved on from my time at Epic, and even as we got Epic moving forth with that program. And I have to tell you, I think that they have gleaned so much from those programs and have heard about the positive reception that they they're starting to see more and more with every passing day, the value in investing in their kids. Now, whether or not the individual schools no, are whole, in agreement are and yeah. on board, that's a whole other, you know, you could do yeah. hour long podcasts on that, but. And I'm wondering if Massachusetts is so research think tank adjacent with that concentration of, you know, top notch academic institutions that they just like, they're so close to that. It's so dense around there, densely located that they were going to be more thoughtful about that. But other schools are just like, so beyond that, those legislatures couldn't be bothered. So I think that you know, as the New York Times tries to talk about the yeah. regulatory framework being as fractured as yep. it is, really, unfortunately, has led itself where policymakers stay in their own silo. And the only things that they consider is what the gaming market may currently look like within their state. And they're not often asking what's happening outside yep. in other jurisdictions that have already legalized. New England in itself being so condensed and often those of us you know, who live in one state maybe shop in another on a daily basis, right? There's a lot more conversations and transparency and information sharing that happens. I think that this is an instance where the regulatory framework being what it is really does prove to be a hindrance when it comes to consumer protections and policymakers being truly equipped with the appropriate information yeah. Yeah. to make the best judgment calls. And I'm only one lobbyist. Um, so NCPG is a nonprofit entity that really doesn't unfortunately have the means to hire lobbyists in every state to be talking about this issue. That's even though it warrants it. The asymmetry is just overwhelming. It is. Wow. Some of them were saying that prom gambling would be addressed, others did not uh, sufficiently account for it, right? I've always dreamt that we would see problem gambling such a large component of any ballot initiative or any legislative agenda, not in an attempt to kill it, but just as an adequate 
point for discussion. Right, right. And this is not how I imagined it. But I do believe it's inevitable. I do believe that if you have 38 jurisdictions with this, that it is only a matter of time. And in some ways, that might come with benefits the more we streamline and standardize this. Maybe that is when the feds come in with overarching regulations. But the truth is the industry fears nothing more than the federal government to get involved. So it's going to be interesting next few years. The states that have not yet moved are not going to be easily had. We'll see what happens.